This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Scott, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of David and Marcus versus Benchwarmer Eric Walling and newcomer Trey Cleeter. Welcome to the bench, Trey. Why don't you take a minute to let us know where you're from, what teams you root for, and anything else you'd like to share. Thanks, everybody, for having me on. Uh, Trey Cleeter, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, by way of southeastern Indiana, so I'm a Bengals fan, a Reds fan, a Pacers fan, uh, Notre Dame football, IU basketball, you know. You know how it is here in Indiana, so uh, I'm excited to get this thing going. I've been listening to you guys for a while, so. Awesome. Yeah, no, thank you for being a listener and for supporting us. We really appreciate that, and thanks for coming on. Um, we really like having newcomers come on. At least I do. I don't want to speak for everyone else, but it's fun because I get to write wheelhouse questions, and it just makes the writing process a little bit easier when I have a centralized focus, so I'm excited about this one. Um, and you're partnering up with Mr. Walling, so how's it going, man? Uh, good. It's really dogs and cats living together here with a Bengals fan and a Chiefs fan, at least 50%. Don't listen to Eric Eid. I can be a fan of whoever I want. But I I will say I'm very happy for Bengals fans and also excited to see them in the Super Bowl. So it was one of those like, yeah, we, yeah, we lost, but they're an awesome team and it's, they're fun to watch. And if we're going to lose to somebody, it might as well be a, a team like that. So no, uh, Trey and I were just before we started, we were bonding over golf lessons or our potential inability to hit a golf ball well and we were marveling over um the shot that jordan speech um hit um, where he put himself in mortal danger this weekend and so we're going to use an oxymoron for our team name and that is high risk golf shots all right high risk golf shots i like it all right and we'll throw it over to uh marcus and david let us know how you're doing what your team name is i don't know which one of you wants to start and i don't care but somebody talk <laughs> i i guess i'll go first uh I'm doing well. I'll leave it to Marcus. Give you the team name. I'm I'm sporting my new uh, Simple Farm Boy T-shirt for luck tonight. We'll see how that works. And I had a little uh, work meets podcast experience this week when uh, our one of our equipment managers, our Patreon equipment managers, Mike Estrom, who I work with, decided during a meeting when I was presenting on Zoom to about 100 people that he would start flashing his his new Simple Farm Boy mug every time I started to speak, just to see if he could throw me off my game. And I had to sort of close my eyes in order to present. But um, Mike Estrom, if you're out there, uh, I'm coming for revenge at some point. So anyway, there it is. Marcus? Um, I'm good. And Scott and David and Dan and myself get on wrestling tangents when we uh, are just talking amongst the podcast group. So we had to create a separate thread for that. We've been, I've been talking to them about watching Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, and David uh, loves the Road Warriors, so we're just going to be the Road Warriors. And uh, I think I'm going to be Hawk. That that tracks. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> just don't jump off the Titan Tron mid game. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> All right, so we've got high risk golf shots against the Road Warriors. I guess we're, we'll get ready to rumble and throw it over to Dan for the rules. We'll be starting off with the coin flip question to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. 
Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see your today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true bench warmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. All right, it's time for it's time for the coin flip, uh, which is our 50-50 question worth ten points. Uh, Trey, since you're the guest, you and Eric are going to get the coin flip question. So it's a pretty simple one here: Who has more Formula One wins, Lewis Hamilton or Michael Schumacher? Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, I was going to say that's a yeah. I'm also 100 percent with you there. All right, you guys checking that in? All right, 10 points for high-risk golf shots. Um, they're only separated by eight. Lewis Hamilton has 101. Schumacher is 93. <clears throat> Should have 102. We won't get into that last race of the season. That's a separate naked bootleg. All right, well, either way, though, you guys got your 10 points. Heading into the first quarter, we have high-risk golf shots with 10, and the Road Warriors are still backstage. But I think they'll be able to put some points on the board here. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Today's first quarter will be five on three. Five on three. For this quarter, there will be three categorized lists containing five items where each item is worth 10 points. The teams will attempt to guess as many items as they can. However, if a team has an incorrect guess, they will receive zero points for that list. David, uh, I know, speaking of our, our team name with wrestling, David's pulling a real wrestler move by wearing his own merch. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> you got to promote your persona. If you can't beat them, you might as well join them. List number one in five on three, the most receiving yards in Cincinnati Bengals franchise history. We're going to check in. All right. The Road Warriors have checked in. High-risk golf shots. You guys can talk it out. For sure, three. Ocho and green and pickens collinsworth's got to be on there collinsworth okay. has to be on there fifth is the only one that i'm not sure on so but yeah I and i think i remember him being there for the better part of the 2000s but i also only remember him having a pretty bright like burn bright and then was kind of gone so it's the other name that popped in my head and then you had um isaac curtis um he, Which he was there with the Sison, so Sison throwing on the ball quite a bit. Do you want to go with four? I mean, if you're really confident about the three plus Collinsworth, and then we're kind of back and forth on Hushmanzada versus Curtis. Yeah, that's the only two that I'm. Yeah, we're, it's early. I say we go with those four if you're confident with those four, and then we'll. Yep, I'm good with that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we'll check in with um, Ocho Cinco uh, Green. Um, Pickens and Collinsworth. Okay, and Road Warriors, what'd you guys come up with? Yeah, we had a uh, pretty much the same conversation. Um, 
you know, uh, immediately, you know, Chad, I, I prefer Chad Johnson. I'll never call him that other name. Uh, <laughs> so we went Chad Johnson, David came back with AJ Green, of course, and then Carl Pickens. Uh, we both about the same time came up with Collinsworth and we had no clue for the fourth one. I, I kind of thought Darnay Scott might be up there because he was there when Pickens was there, but we didn't feel really feel confident. And David did say he's like, it might be somebody old. And I just couldn't, I can name like the running backs and stuff that were with us. I couldn't think of anybody that was a receiver that played with them. So we are also checking in with the same four uh, Johnson green Pickens and Collinsworth. All right. Both teams checking in with the same. I will go ahead and read uh, from five up. So number five is Chris Collinsworth, 6,698 receiving yards. Number four is Carl Pickens, 6,887. Guys got number two, A.J. Green, 9,430. And the only one over 10, Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, Johnson, 85, with 10,783. So points all around. Third place with 7,101 yards was mentioned, and that is Isaac Curtis. Uh, he goes back uh, even further than Esiason, doesn't he? I feel like Isaac Curtis was like a 70s guy. Esiason, I feel like was he? more of an 80s guy. But, probably right. uh, but either way, uh, I mean, I was impressed when you said the name, and that's right. That's impressive. Yeah, Trey knows his stuff about his team. So going into question two and five on three, um, Maybe we'll see if he can go for all five on this one. This one's going to be the five players with the most hits for the 2010 Cincinnati Reds. All right. We're going to check in. Hey, High Risk Golf Shots is checked in. Road Warriors, you guys got about a minute and a half to talk it out. Right. So right out of the gate, we said Joey Votto. Then we threw around Brandon Phillips. We're pretty sure about those guys. I am... 80 to 90 percent sure that jay bruce was there then it's just tracking like remembering when guys were hurt and specific years i i feel like jay bruce is probably on the list and then the other name that we surfaced that i feel like has a good shot is scott Rowland because he was there at the end of his career that would be about the right time frame given where he is in this hall of fame eligibility and all that and we're just trying to decide if we put Rowland on the list because i think we're pretty sure we're going Votto Phillips bruce right marcus yep and uh, you had more, you know, more to contribute on this. I mean, if you feel good enough about Roland, I'm willing to go with it. I just don't. I don't know. I don't. He's the toughest one to place for me. The other ones, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But with Roland, I just, I'm not sure. So it's up to you. You can make the call either way. I'll, I'll, I'll I, you know what? I don't live or die by this. So I think I'm going to be okay either way. <laughs> All right. Uh, insert dad joke here about rolling the dice. Um, <laughs> oh, no. man. No, don't disqualify him for that. <laughs> yeah. I, no actually, points, I was, no was going to offer him bonus points. No points. Right. Exactly. All right. I think, you we're, no I, points. I, I, think we're, I think we'll gamble. Okay. So Votto, Phillips, Bruce, Roland. Check it in. Votto, Phillips, Bruce, Roland. Got it. All right. And over to High Risk Golf Shots for your answer. Yeah, we had a very, very, very similar discussion on that. We said, of course, Votto, Phillips. Votto was at top of his game there. Phillips was was basically coming into his own right around that time. And he said, Eric said Bruce. I said, yep, he was there. He had to walk off to take him to the playoffs that year. And then we said Roland, but I wasn't 100%. So I think we're going to check in with just the three, Votto, Phillips, 
and Bruce. All right. Once again, I'll read from the bottom up. Fifth on the team in hits with 134 is Scott Rowland. Uh, Jay Bruce finished third on the team with 143. Brendan Phillips was second, 172. And of course, leading the team uh, with 177 hits that year was Joey Votto. Points all around, uh, 40 and 30 there. Fifth, I, I, well, he was fourth on the team, uh, but the fifth answer here, I didn't even remember him playing in Cincinnati. So I would have been really, really impressed if either of you got him. No, it's Johnny Gomes. Oh. I shaved my head into the mohawk that year. <laughs> I never in a million years would have said Johnny Gomes. Yeah, when I year. made this list, I saw it and I was like, really? Johnny Gomes? Yeah, I thought Ryan Ludwig was on the team. And that's where he, I, I think he was on the team when I was looking at the roster. Yeah, but that's why I was also, like, maybe not Johnny Gomes. He also said Texas legend Drew Stubbs, which came Drew up Stubbs, in our Drew Stubbs discussion. was sick. He was six. Yeah. He had actually really a really nice year that year. Yeah. He, he couldn't hit. He was just fast. He was, yeah. All right. So, nice job on both of them so far. Uh, we've covered two of Trey's teams, so naturally we're going to do that again with our final five on three. This one's going to be the Indiana Pacers' top five all-time leading scorers. We'll check in. Okay, the Road Warriors have checked in. Uh, not much time left, but high-risk golf shots. You guys can talk it out for a few here. <clears throat> yeah, I think we're pretty close. Yeah, I mean, Reggie, of course, Rick Smith, Tremaine O'Neal. The other two we're fighting over is Granger and George Gervin. And he says, well, is a Gervin spur? I said, well, his numbers are hanging in the rafters for a reason at Pacer Stadium. So I don't, I don't, I mean, he is known as a spur. That's right. In that. Yeah, I just didn't know if he went up there because he went to the Hall of Fame and played for Indiana or something like that. I, I really like the Granger. One he did play for, um, for them for an inordinate amount of time. So yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm good with those four. If you're good with those four, yeah, I'm good. I'm good with the four. I, I think right. he's the ice man. All. Okay, so we'll check in then with uh, Miller, Smiths, O'Neill, and Granger. Miller, Smiths, O'Neill, and Granger. Got it. All right. And Road Warriors, your answers and the one that Marcus wanted to do, please. Um. So we also checked in with Reggie Miller, Rick Smiths, and Jermaine O'Neal. And the one that I really wanted to say, but uh, wasn't quite bold enough to do it, was Danny Granger. But we just checked in with the three. <laughs> so we went with Miller, Smiths, O'Neal. All right, fair enough. So in fifth place is Jermaine O'Neal, 9,580 points. In second place, it, is it Rick Smiths? It's Rick Smiths. 12,871, and of course, number one with a bullet, Reggie Miller, 25,279 points. Uh, in third place is Billy Knight, 10,780 points. I, th I, I thought David uh, David making a gesture like he kind of was on that track. He 100% put Billy Knight, I, but he said I, I would never guess it, but he's like, I think there was an ABA guy that scored a lot. I said, and I said, I used to get him confused because he was in Indiana, of course. And I said, I used to get him confused with Bobby Knight. I used to get the names backwards all the time because, of course, he was in Indiana at the time. Oh, said, yes. I don't, I, I don't have yeah. the nerve to, I don't have the nerve to, oh, very nice. He's showing the Granger jersey now. I didn't have the nerve to guess Billy Knight, but that's really funny. He's on the list. The the chair throwing Billy Knight of the Pacers instead of the <laughs> ABA scoring Bobby Knight of Hoosiers fame. Uh, fourth place, 
right underneath Billy Knight uh, with 10,058 points. And the last one on the list here is not Danny Granger. It's Roger Brown. Brown. Whoa. So one team getting points, and that would be the Road Warriors on this one. That's my bad. I was thinking of numbers in the rafters, and I, I remember in Brown. I mean, we were we were very close to going with Granger also because he he you know the injuries you know cut him short, but man, he was so good for that oh, so you know good. four or five year stretch. Uh, hence why I have a throwback uh, uh, Danny Granger Pacers jersey. Sick, sick throwback, of, by the way. He is out of curiosity. How close is Granger to the top? Five? Granger's in the top ten. Nine I believe points. Yeah. He has nine points out of the top five. Yep, he is number six. I just pulled it up. <laughs> but if but if he had scored ten more points, he would have knocked Jermaine O'Neal off the list. We both would have been wrong. Right, so there yeah. you go. Okay. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. So. Where's Chuck Person on that list, Derek Walling? Uh, he's not in the top ten. Uh, he yeah. is way up on like the field goal. He is, weirdly enough, he's... I'm looking on the base basketball reference now. Right. He's fourth in field goals. But he is not in the top ten in points. Yeah, That's so weird. That is really weird. That's so weird. <laughs> like he's the only guy in the top ten in field goals that isn't in the top ten in points. Yeah, you know, I, he's scoring those one pointers, I guess. Yeah, back back before they instituted <laughs> the two pointer, when you used to get a broom handle and knock the basketball. Out. The score is after the first quarter. Coming in in first place right now with 110 points are the Road Warriors. And just behind them with 80 high-risk golf shots. But I have a feeling things might change here because today's second quarter will be the Marcus Revived Flop, Turn, and River. Flop, Turn, and River. For this quarter, there will be three questions consisting of five clues. The first three clues will be given before the teams decide if they want to check in with their guests. The last two clues will be given one at a time, with teams deciding if they want to check in with their guests after each subsequent clue. If a correct answer is checked in after the first three clues, the team will receive 50 points. After the fourth clue, 30. And after the fifth clue, 20. Question one in Flop, Turn, and River. It's going to be when am I? Clue number one, Arnold Palmer wins the Masters. Clue number two, Gordy Howe wins NHL MVP. And clue number three, Althea Gibson is named Sportswoman of the Year. I thought David would have this right away, being as he was a full-grown adult when all these things happened. <laughs> I'm not sure the host is supposed to be making these jokes. <laughs> I think we're going to take another clue. Okay. Road Warriors are going to take another clue. High-risk golf shots. You guys come to a decision. Because, Scott, I, don't, I just don't remember 11th grade that well. So. <laughs> it's a long time ago. I get it. Yeah, jokes. That's right. Yeah, joke's on you. You had already graduated college. On this <laughs> um, uh, yeah. What do you think, Trey? You want to go for another one? Yeah, I think we have to. Okay. All right. We'll take another clue. All right, clue number four, and when am I? The greatest game ever played takes place on December 28th. We'll check in. All right, the Road Warriors have checked in. High-risk golf shots, you guys can talk it out. So I'm guessing this isn't the Shia LaBeouf movie. That's what I was thinking at first. Um... <laughs> it's funny, when I Googled this to get the date, that's the first thing that came <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, 
that was a little too early for this, I think. Um, yeah. I'm stuck on a time frame, but it does. It's. I think I know what game they're talking about, but I, it's just not ringing any bell. Do you know when he says this? This it, just going off of the fact that it's in December. There's, and I don't know of many basketball games that were called this. This was the old uh, Colts, what Colts Giants game. Oh. Um, but yeah. I don't remember the year. <laughs> Man, I don't either. Like um, I said, I, I think we have it narrowed down to a time frame um, yeah. or range. Um, well, we know Arnie won three, like we talked about in the chat. Yeah. So. Yeah, the first one would have, like I said, I thought the first one was late um, late 50s, which would I also jive with. Late 60s, I thought, or at least. See, I thought Nicholas's first would have been late sixties, because he would have been seventies, and then he won the one in the what late seventies or early eighties or whatever. So I think Palmer was around before that. Oh, he was. Yeah, so that's why I was thinking late fifties. Um, which also jives with Althea Gibson's time frame. I again, there's like a year where she won everything, and I'm just not. I'm just drawing a blank on. All right, cool number five. Major League Baseball expands to the West Coast as both the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Giants move to Los Angeles and San Francisco, respectively. When Trey said yeah, Ar- I, I, Arnie, I, I was thinking about who wants some Arnie Palmies. Arnie <laughs> I think I got, I think. You know, I, I'm not 100% on the exact time frame, so. So I think it was. It's either 56 or 58, and I think I'm leaning 58 for the two. Yeah. So I'm good with 1958 if you want to check Yeah, because I think when I put in 1957, I was thinking more later, but that's why I put 67, not 57, so probably 58. Probably. Yeah, all right. We'll do that. We'll check in with 1958. Okay, and over to the Road Warriors. You guys checked in after clue four. What's your answer? Yeah, so from... Actually, from the first set of clues, I had Althea Gibson. I know she was in the 56, 57, 58 range. And then we were hoping to narrow it in with the next clue. And we basically sent text almost immediately after you said the great, the, the greatest game ever played. And both said 1958. So we checked in with 1958. Both teams receiving points. All of those things happened in 1958. Nice job. Yeah, I, I, I keep mentioning this. And that NFL Greatest Hits videotape there's it always says it right there. It has a section on the greatest game ever played, and it says the 1958 NFL championship. So that was – once you said that, I was like, oh, well, typed it in, and then David typed it, and then I typed it again, and then David's like, yeah, look what I typed. <laughs> we both kept ty- – we were typing the same thing back and forth like four times. Yeah, I wanted to come up with a year that had some interesting things happen, and everyone always says, oh, Scott's games are so modern, so current, so – and to some of us, 1958 is modern, so just be careful. Yeah, David that's, David that's, was in his sophomore uh, year at Brown. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> think, of, think of how big the TV set was in this house. Who number uh, four? David moved out of his house. <laughs> David saw his first storm. talkie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, nice job for both teams on that one. That will bring us to question number two in Flop, Turn, and River, and this will be Who Am I? Clue number one, I was a two-time All-American. Clue number two, 
I made my only all-star team in 2014, but was unable to play due to a trade. Clue number three, I recorded over 2,500 receiving yards in college, finishing my career as my school's all-time leader. We're going to check in. All right. High-risk golf shots have checked in. Road Warriors, Hawk, Animal, talk it out. Let me tell you something. <laughs> tell him, Hawk. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so we were so we immediately keyed on to the fact that he that Scott said all star team, but he had all these receiving yards in college. It would have been Pro Bowl, obviously. So it's some kind of two sports situation. And then Marcus threw out a name. So go ahead, Marcus. You can take it from there. Yeah. Um, once I see receiving yards and the and I saw the year for the all star team. There's one name that usually pops into my head, and that's Jeff Samarja. And I mean, I I just thought it was shocking that I I kept saying, God, could he really be Notre Dame's all-time leading receiver? But you know, David pointed out that he said finished his my career as all-time, which means he doesn't necessarily have to be number one now. So we are going to check in with Jeff Samarja. All right, checking in after the first set of clues with Jeff Samarja. Both teams are um, at least checking in. Let's see if uh, the answer is the same or different from high-risk golf shots. Yeah, very similar uh, discussion. I remember that Jeff Samarja was an absolute menace at Notre Dame. Brady Quinn throwing him the ball. Uh, 2014, he did get played for the Cubs, and I remember he got traded to the Giants, so that, that also fit, and he – and Eric asked, hey, when did Brady Quinn leave Notre Dame? I said around 08, 09, the time frame fit. So we also are checking in with Jeff Samarja. Okay, I'll give you the last two clues here. Clue number four, my nickname is The Shark. And clue number five is my best statistical season was in 2011 when I posted a 297 ERA while pitching for the Chicago Cubs. Correct answer is Jeff Samarja. Clue six, I'm one of the ugliest people on planet Earth. <laughs> Seven. Scott, Scott that, was, that was a carefully crafted question because he's not was... number one now in Notre Dame right. receiving yards. He can't possibly be. Yeah. Okay. Well Isn't done. Team, well done. Teammates with one of the Road Warrior spawn? Uh, no, he no. didn't go he to, Ohio, to Ohio, State. Ohio State. Oh, he's Ohio State. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah. he oh, tackled. Thinking... He, he eluded one of the Road Warrior okay, spawn. Yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So nice job on that. Yeah, I, I figured with the wording there of all-star team and all-American and the same thing that you guys yeah. would likely catch on to that, and you did. So no, I, I applaud the question. Well done, Scott. All right. Question three. Final question of the second quarter is going to be, where am I? Clue number one, my original AHL team is considered the greatest in the history of the league. Clue number two, team names in my city include the Monsters, the Fusion, and the charge and clue number three from 1995 to 2001 my baseball stadium recorded a then record 455 consecutive sellout okay we are going to check in oh what a rush road warriors have checked in high-risk golf shots talk it out there's only one of the facts is really i think helping us <laughs> that's the original ahl yes yeah, yeah i figured yeah so we were going through the list of all of the ahls <laughs> Yeah. And we stopped with the Houston Arrows. <laughs> um, uh, so that, like I said, I, so th there was like Camden, which did not have great attendance that would open around that time. Rangers ballpark, which I can tell you from 
um, experience did not have great, it had good attendance, but not great attendance. And certainly not through those time periods. And then there was Jacob's Field. They were all like one, two, three, one right after the other. And uh, the Indians were really good. And Jacob's Field was always sold out. And I remember them having like that being a big thing that they sold out every game for, you know, half a decade. Yeah, and the Indians were, now I think about it, they had a squad back then. Yeah. So, that was like the height of Indians. Yeah. yeah. Ramirez, Tomei, Alomar. Right. Uh, Scale. Yes. Yep. I mean, how confident are we on that, though? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty confident just because of the baseball clue. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, you could make, I mean, I could retcon my idea into fitting <laughs> the, the other <laughs> things in there, right? Um, it's the baseball clue that I'm most confident about, and I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. Um, and it's, seeing it's as they've already confident, and they checked in, and yeah, that's kind of where I'm playing it. Is kind of with you on that. Thing. Yeah. All right, let's do that. We'll check in then with uh, Cleveland. Ohio. All right. Check- Cleveland, Ohio. I don't know if there's <laughs> you wanted a state. Nope, just just a city's fine. Okay, good. All right, checking and in it's with Cleveland. All right, checking in with <laughs> Cleveland. Road Warriors, I want to hear everything, please, including your answer. <laughs> okay, so uh we started off both just looking at the clues and wringing our hands. And for some reason, charge really caught my eye and I was kind of racking my brain. Well, then I'm looking like I, well, and then I latched on to 95 to 2001 because that was the only and period of success for the Seattle Mariners. And I, and I knew it wasn't the kingdom slash Safeco field. Uh, but then I was just thinking about that. And I was like, that kind of seems like the time frame for Cleveland. And then David comes through with, uh, he goes, I feel like the charge is a, uh, is G is uh, the Cleveland charge in the G league. And I was like, Oh my God, yes, that's it. Um, and then David decides to say, because if so, that was around the time when the <laughs> Indians would be selling out games. And then he said, oops, the guardians, <laughs> David, <laughs> I died because David wanted to be politically correct. in the chat. <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh, that's exactly what happened. Although it was it, amazing. It, uh, we have no idea who the Cleveland Fusion are. I mean, I, I, I can't place that at all. But yeah, we did. We did both sort of lapped, lapped, uh, latched on to the Cleveland uh, charge. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, yes. and, then, and then I put uh, that. Yeah, and that's the time frame when the redacted were at their height. Ex- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we have also checked in with Cleveland. Both teams checking in with Cleveland. Clue number four is a statue of Jesse Owens stands in a park downtown. And clue number five is my football team has never played in a Super Bowl. The answer is Cleveland, Ohio. Clue points. number six is my river caught on fire. Yeah, point, points all around. This is a little bit of know your host brother, I guess. Um, who, who are the Cleveland Fusion? So the, so the Cleveland Charge are 100% the, the G League. So nice job there. The Cleveland Fusion play in the WFA, which is the Women's Football Alliance. Oh, and the Cleveland Monsters are the new modern AHL team for them. The team that's considered the best of all time are the Cleveland Barons, who I guess were basically like the Yankees of the AHL and like from like the 40s to the 70s. Somewhere E just shaking his head. Disappointment with all of us. 
He's like, he's like, they asked like, an oh. AHL question and not an NHL question. Oh, he still, he just sort of rattled off the entire league anyway. Yep. Nice job to both teams on that one. All right. After the second quarter, we had the Road Warriors with 240 and high risk golf shots trailing a little bit with 200. That brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports with each question worth 25 points. Question one. Whitey Ford Sings the Blues is a 1998 album that went two times platinum. For 25 points, name the artist that released the album. And Wiling, for an extra 15 points, name the group that the artist performed in. Oh, I got both of them, Trey, if you want. Yeah, go ahead. All right, we'll check in. High risk golf shots is checked in. Uh, David, do you know this one? What the f- what the f- does that mean? I just I just didn't know <laughs> I didn't know if as a seventy year old in nineteen ninety eight what he was listening to. Oh my god! So he is what if I don't what if I don't know it or what if I know it? I figured you did. That's why I went to David. No, I have no. This is all is, gibberish to me. Is Charleston on this? Charleston, Charleston. Justin, South Carolina. <laughs> hey, you're so, checked in. You're supposed to be quiet. <laughs> so I have. I, I will tell you. I have a guess on the first part. I have not a clue on the second part. Well, I don't know. So, I, I, <laughs> only from, only because the album name caught my eye many, many years ago. Do I? Do what I have registered this? But I think it's Everlast. But that's my guess, and I have no—I don't even know. I—I I wouldn't even be able to tell you what the second one is. So, but of course, that's bonus points. But but Walling knows them both. But if we have nothing else, I would guess Everlast at the first one. Wait a minute. Name the group that the artist performed in. Isn't Everlast a group? So it's a group within a group. Oh wait a minute. Did I misread the question? I don't know. I'm just name the artist that released the album. <laughs> well, so then if we panic, we can guess. I, if, you, if you think if you think Everlast is the answer, I say you go with it and not and I mean I don't I yeah I don't know I don't know what it, I would just say Everlast if you think that's what it is. <laughs> I have no idea. Sorry, I didn't mean to freak you out. No, it's not that because now I'm trying to remember. <laughs> um, yeah, for for those listening, David is attempting to go to a place, but he doesn't no longer has access to the Mind Palace, so he's scrambling. Yeah, the Mind Palace has finished renovations. And he changed the locks. He's such a nomad, that David. I, the honestly, the only reason this would have even caught my eye is because is because of the name of the album, which I guess the only reason why it would be a crossover for a sports thing. I think it's Everlast. Wait, there's some there's something with wait who who did who did um what they play at the beginning of every Carolina game? Uh, jump around. Who did jump around? House of Pain. Is there some connection between Everlast and jump and 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 House of Pain? Uh, I don't know. I I don't think I've ever listened to Everlast anything. <laughs> Crap. I'm gonna have you guys wrap I it mean, up. I mean, I mean, you can't get it wrong. You can't get negative 15 points for guessing the bonus. So I would just say it and call it good because we got to give an answer. All right. So so I want to guess Everlast for number one. And you're thinking I should guess House of Pain on number on the bonus? Well, it's just bonus points. What's the worst like, that happens is that you get it wrong. I get mocked and we, and we right, and, and we I, don't get 15 points. But it could be so far off that it might. Okay, okay, fine. House of Pain for our bonus. Okay, so I'm sorry. What's your full answer? Everlast House of Pain. 
Everlasting House of Pain. Perfect. All right. And over to Walling, you seem to jump on this pretty quickly. Yeah, the remainder of this game is being played under protest um, for that backup whole answer. Um, beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Yes, David, it's both of those. Get out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have known this if it weren't called White Salty. Ford's House of Things. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's well, Everlast and House of Pain. Officially, <laughs> yes, both teams are correct in getting their points. Uh, wow, Everlast so is the artist, <laughs> and House of Pain is the group that he performed in both before and after. Wait, wait, out. so Everlast is one person? That's yes. what you know what? Okay, so this is how little I know about this. When when Marcus said that Everlast was actually a, a group, not a person, I actually was beginning to doubt the whole thing. I was about to turn Everlast into my guest for the second one. Because I I, <laughs> I I don't think I even know. I don't think I even would have ever listened to this. So I apologize. Yeah. Well that's <laughs> called that's called contribution, baby. That's called teamwork. Yeah, that's right. That, I just gave you the hot tag. <laughs> that's right. There it is. That doomsday device. I feel like Marcus might be able to contribute more on this one. So let's move on to question two and half. All right. What former NBA steals leader appeared as himself in a 1994 episode of Nickelodeon's My Brother and Me? He appeared on the show as a member of the Hornet, despite being traded before the episode aired. Okay, we're going to check in. Road Warriors have checked oh, in. High risk no. golf shots. You guys can talk it out. Trey, you got anything? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh man. Um. He, I, yeah. So the Muggsy was the first name that popped into my head, but also I. I don't know if he uh, for was some ever reason, not I, a Hornet. I don't know. For some reason, I picture him in another uniform, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think I'm gonna get there. Um. And if that's the first one that popped into our head, maybe that's the universe telling us something. So, gotta follow the Eid rule. Just go with your gut, right? Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's do that. All right. Yep. Check in, Muggsy Bogues. Checking in with Muggsy Bogues, Road Warriors. Your answer, please. Well, I don't remember that. I kind of forgot about the show, My Brother and Me, if I'm being honest. But you did say that I should be able to help. And that got me thinking. You said it was a member of the Hornets. He was appeared as a member of the Hornets despite being traded before the episode aired. And there is a, uh, well, I wouldn't call it a famous trade, but a trade that happened between the Charlotte Hornets and the Seattle Sonics in which Hersey Hawkins was traded for Kendall Gill straight up. So I checked in with Hersey Hawkins. All right. Checking in with Hersey Hawkins. Neither team getting points on this one. Although I wish I could give points to Marcus for knowing the trade. He just got the wrong end of the trade. The correct answer is Kendall Gill. So, I mean, he was in the trade. He just, yeah. Well, okay. He was the steel, the former Steels leader who appeared on the show. He was on the Hornets on the show, but he had gotten traded. I don't think it was a Sonics trade, though. He had gotten traded somewhere else. I think the Sonics trade was maybe the year before, I want to say. Oh. I think that was I think that was ninety three when I was looking it up because he got traded twice. There, I think this one Kendall Gill got traded to the Nets, I believe. Okay, uh, but the answer is Kendall Gill. Hersey Hawkins was not on the show, <laughs> although that would have been a cool, maybe not as cool an episode because Kendall Gill was kind of cool in the nineties. Did he have the high top fade? He did have the high top fade. Yeah, yeah. I found it on YouTube too. I went back because I remember watching the episode as a kid, um, but I hadn't seen anything on it since then and. 
I went back and watched it and they they specifically like go to the mall to get Kendall Gill's autograph, which at the time in 1994, 95, when I watched it, I was like, oh, this guy must be like really good and popular yeah. because why would they like want to go get his autograph? And then I realized Kendall Gill is not at all like the fa- the fact that Kendall Gill was signing autographs player. in the mall. Right, right. It's a very good like way to distill his career down. He's the kind of guy that would sign autographs in a mall. Just <laughs> at nondescript. A boy, at a Boy Scout yeah. jamboree. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Let's move on to question three, the final question of halftime. This one is is for David. Name any four athletes mentioned by name in Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. How'd you know this was for me? The the year that it came out. Oh, got it. <laughs> okay, we can check in. All right. Trey Walling and the crying baby on the monitor have checked in, which means... Yeah, I don't know, Nolan. Wow, you named him after former Duke guard Nolan Smith. That was ballsy of no, you. I, yeah, I named him after the 40 Minutes of Hell's Nolan mm. Richardson. Thank you. <laughs> Road Warriors, you guys can talk it out. So the ones I know for sure, because obviously this is a very New York-centric thing. Billy Joel's a very New York-centric guy. And it starts in the 50s. So DiMaggio, Campanella, and Mantle, for sure. He also mentions that California baseball, and he mentions Brooklyn's got a winning team. But I'm, I'm assuming that teams don't count. He needs individuals. The next thing that I can remember after DiMaggio, Campanella, and Mantle, is that he mentions, I think, Liston beats, is it Floyd Patterson? But either way, he just says he needs one athlete. So I'm pretty sure Sonny Liston is mentioned. So so it may, um, Marcus, if you're okay, I'll go DiMaggio, Campanella, Mantle, and Liston. Is that all right? Yeah? All right. We'll check in. All right. <laughs> and over to Nolan for your answer. Yes. Um, Nolan is a big fan of this song, um, as is my wife. Uh, who can recite this and plays it all the time. So I went through the um, thing in my head. And yeah, the first one we typed to each other instantly together was like, um, Joe DiMaggio, uh, which is like the second line of the song. And then, uh, yeah, also had Mantle and Campanella. And then I was pretty sure um, Joseph Stalin had a mean curveball. Um, No, (laughs) actually, we we checked in with a different boxer. Uh, We checked in with Sugar Ray. As our fourth. Mark McGrath? Yes. We checked in with America's sweetheart, Mark McGrath, as our fourth athlete. I just want to fly. <laughs> That's all he wants. He's not asking for much. <laughs> Get the guy a ticket. All right. Both teams are receiving points. Uh, the correct acceptable answers would have been Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, Sugar Ray Robinson, Roy Campanella, Sonny Liston, and Floyd Patterson. So nice work there. Yeah, I was thinking of the Brooklyn's got a winning team, too. And I'm like, wait a minute. He said athletes. He specifically said athletes. Yeah, I don't know if I can get away with four guys on the Dodgers because he mentioned them by (laughs) Campanella, I guess, twice. Yeah. All right. After halftime, we have a score of the Road Warriors with 305. And high-risk golf shots need to take some high-risk shots in this next round because they're trailing with 265. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. 
if you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question one in the missing link. Who is the all-time leader in Tennessee basketball history for points and rebounds? We'll, we'll check in. Pirates golf shots have checked in. Road Warriors very quickly discuss. All right, so the, the, the quick stuff is, we started on the path of like a Bernard King or something like that. And they're like, wait a minute. No, no, this is going to be a woman. He didn't say specifically. We think it's going to be a woman. And then we got down to Candace Parker and, and uh, Shemiko Holtzclaw. And we can't decide. <laughs> so, uh, so, and the reason, so I said Parker. Yeah. Um, and then he came with Holtzclaw and I was like, well, was she a dominant rebounder? I just don't really remember her that well. And again, this is going into game theory, I guess, but I'm like, if it's the first answer of a missing link i would think it would be more likely to be shamika holtzclaw than it would be candace parker so at least the way i do it in my head is whenever i put together a missing link i put the more difficult answers up the most difficult answer at the top usually trying to freak people out okay uh, let's go let's go for it then so yeah i say we go holtzclaw all right okay we'll check in shamika holtzclaw all right and high risk golf shots your answer yeah, very similar thought path. I first sent to Eric Bernard King, and then he said, well, Scott, don't forget that. So <laughs> then we thought about women's basketball. I didn't even think that first. And then I said Parker, and he said Holtzclaw, and we kind of went back and forth on the Parker-Holtzclaw thing, and I think we landed on Candace Parker. All right. Well, you guys were definitely on the right track. Uh, one team's getting points. They are one and two. The correct answer, though, Shamika Holtzclaw. Man, that was yeah. a lucky break. Okay. I didn't think she nice had job, Marcus. rebounds. I remember it was more of a score. I was surprised when I saw game. that. Yeah, when I looked it up. That, it, that, that was my rebounds. whole reasoning why I was leaning Parker at first, because I was just like, I don't I don't remember her being a, a you know a, a dominant rebounder. Yeah. But again, game theory, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh yeah, Shamika Holtzclaw is the correct answer. That's also your theme linked answer thus far. Um, I think that Ede is now the women's basketball aficionado on this show, oh, though, because he okay. has really improved, and now he's over here like, oh, Brianna Stewart's only won one MVP. And I'm like, two weeks ago, you didn't know who she was. Now, now you know everything about her. Question two in the missing link. During the 06-07 season, what three-time Eastern Conference All-Star became the first opposing player since Michael Jordan to score 50 points in a game at Madison Square Garden? We'll check in. High-risk golf shots is checked in. Road Warriors, talk it out. What do you uh, like, Marcus? What do you like? I, I, neither <laughs> of you know what it's like. So I, I don't know. I feel like it's somebody like a Joe Johnson or a Michael Red, but like none of it's sticking in my head that well. 
because everybody I keep naming has been to more than three all stars. Also, has made three Joe Johnson all-stars. is definitely more than three all stars. Okay, I'm positive Joe, about that. And I don't even know if Michael Red had more than one. I know he had at <laughs> least one, but it seems like somebody like that. I'm trying to think of like Washington or Indiana, Gilbert Arenas. But did he? That's an interesting one. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna give you guys like 15 more seconds. Okay. So what do you think, like Gilbert or Michael Red? <laughs> Gilbert Arenas is an interesting. I mean, he'd be the kind of guy. Like I'm trying to think of somebody that made you know more than one All Star game, but fewer than five All Star games, right? Like Gilbert Arenas right. would be in that. Would be would be an interesting one. What do you think? Wow. I I think we're yeah. down to this too. So I, it's not it's not Joe Johnson. I'm sure of that. Michael Red. Yep. I, I have no beat on how many All Star games. How about Gilbert Arenas? He is the kind of guy that would just, you know, could have scored fifty. Sure. Okay. Uh, we're reluctantly checking in with Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> reluctantly checking in with Gilbert Arenas and high-risk golf shots, your answer. We also reluctantly are checking in with... <laughs> we we kind of had the same thing of like, we couldn't really think of anybody who was who fit both the Eastern Conference thing and the scored a lot of points thing around that time. And so other than Gilbert Arenas, so we checked in with Gilbert Arenas. Interesting. Uh, neither team getting points. <laughs> well, good, I guess. Right. Uh, the correct answer is not Gilbert Arenas, although that is a really good answer. Once you guys said that, I was like, yeah, that's definitely the type of guy that would have done that. This was more of a quiet score, quiet in the sense that he just kind of went about his business and didn't really talk much. Um, this was right in the middle of his three consecutive all-star games. The correct answer is Rip Hamilton. Oh, mm. Never, I never, would have I never in a million years right? would have guessed that. Yep, I would have. Like, you could have given me fifteen guesses, and I never would have <laughs> named Rip Hamilton. I would have, I would have named Gilbert Arenas multiple times. Fifteen times, yeah, or, yeah. Is no, right we need yet? to go back and check. Right? Is that right? Is that right again? <laughs> okay. I would have guessed like Anton sure. Jameson or somebody like that that would have. Had that oh yeah, there. well, and that was the thing. Like I was like, I guess we're just gonna go with Michael Red, and I was going back up the coast in my head, like, okay, get up towards. Coast. Yeah, I was literally going geographically, and then I went. Ooh, Washington, Gilbert Arenas. He's good. Would do something like that. Yeah. So he dropped. Uh, he dropped fifty-one at MSG in triple overtime, and the Pistons lost the game. So, all right. Your theme-linked answers thus far are Shamika Holtzclaw and Rip Hamilton. Question number three in missing link. On May eighth, two thousand and twelve, what outfielder set the American League record for most total bases in a game with eighteen, going five for five with four home runs and eight RBI? All right, I, we'll check in. All right, the Road Warriors have checked in, <laughs> and they're laughing. The high-risk golf shots, talk it out. I think we were pretty good on this one. Um, we, in the interest of not checking in too fast, um, once I realized, I remember this game vividly, checked in with Josh Hamilton. Okay, little uh, little strategy there. I like it. Road Warriors, your answer, please. We also checked in with Josh Hamilton. Uh, both teams getting points. The correct answer is Josh Hamilton, which means your theme blinked answers thus far are Shamika Holtzclaw, Rip Hamilton, and Josh Hamilton, which brings us to question four in the missing link, which is the one true hockey question in this game. In 2010, what Western Conference team captain became his franchise's first winner of the Art Ross and the Hart Memorial Trophy? We're, we're going to check in. High-risk golf shots is checked in, and Road Warriors can talk it out. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of blind leading the blind here because Marcus and I are not we in our the hockey. Do uh, that hockey. 
Exactly. Uh-huh. Marcus Marcus was throwing around sort of the Blackhawks were good then, but I said I, I'm sure from doing research for the show actually the Blackhawks have had multiple Hart Memorial Trophy winners. So it's not it's not them. I threw around that I think it's one of the Sedin brothers because Vancouver was decent. That's about when they I were think good. they went to the Stanley Cup right around then, right? Right. So I'm pretty sure I, I, I think it's one of the Sedin brothers. So I think then we just check in with Sedin and we find out if if Scott gives us a hard time. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. We're going to check in with Sedin. Okay. And over to high risk golf shots for your answer. Yeah, we, uh, I don't, I'm, hockey's not my wheelhouse. And we got to talking and the first person that popped into our head was Alex Ovechkin because the Capitals were bad, bad. Before then in about 2010s when he kind of came on the scene and scored quite a bit. So we're checking in with Alex Ovechkin. All right. One team getting points. The correct answer is Henrik Sedin. I just wanted to go back and make sure it said actually said Western Conference. It did say Western Conference, yeah. Okay. Uh, I assume uh, Molly didn't read the question. Because Chicago's in the West, right? Even though they're yeah, not at all they're, in the West. Yeah, they're Western Conference. In, <laughs> okay. in That's correct. The NHL, yeah. All right. So your theme-linked oh. answers. Shamika Holtzclaw, Rip Hamilton, Josh Hamilton, and Henrik Sedin. All right, question five in the missing link. What player holds the record for most Pro Bowl appearances by a defensive back? We can check in. High-risk golf shots is checked in. David and Marcus, talk it out. Okay, we're going to check in with Champ Bailey. All right, checking in with Champ Bailey. High-risk golf shots, what you guys come up with? Yeah, we went back and forth between Charles Woodson and Champ Bailey. We landed on Champ Bailey as well. Well, you landed on the right one. Both teams getting points. Correct answer is Champ Bailey. Uh, he also holds several other NFL records, including most passes defended, most interceptions in the Pro Bowl, and longest interception in a game without scoring a touchdown. So yeah, it's pretty prolific. Theme-linked answers are Shamika Holdsclaw, Rip Hamilton, Josh Hamilton, Henrik Sedin, and Champ Bailey. I had one team submit a theme-linked answer to me, and that was the road warriors um you guys want to keep your answer i think so okay so high risk golf shots you guys can talk out your potential themes uh we don't have any so go ahead (laughs) ahead to the next just skip this part and go to the fourth quarter (laughs) i thought i could say go to the next question and miss anything yeah should i give you a sixth question just give me a sixth answer or something that makes right. sense with Shamiqua holds claw. <laughs> the only thing I can come up with, and it's too vague, is that they were all first round picks. It's not wrong. No, it's, it's probably not. not what he was after. No. But it's not wrong. You got any? I mean, is anything ringing any bells for you? That one is. Blowing my brain. Yeah, that one stuck. That was a bad one to start with. I'm not going to lie to you. Trying to shoehorn that into everything. Is... Like Candace Parker first, first overall, you know. We could link that, but I don't know about Shamika Holdsclaw. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was the one, one early in the WNBA, but I, even then, like, I don't think Hamilton was. I know Josh Hamilton was. Yes. And I don't know what order the Sedins went in. Um. And Champ Bailey was not a first overall pick. No. 
1942 when he was drafted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we want to go first, yeah. first round picks. I mean, that's yeah. I, yeah. Cool, so. that's, that's the best guess that I think we got. So let's go with that. All right. What are you checking in with? Uh, they were all first round draft picks. Would you like to be more specific? They were all. Uh, maybe. Yeah, they're sure. They were all top five first round draft pick. All right. And over to the Road Warriors for your theme, which you checked in with after question five. Yeah, I, I guess I'll take it. I mean, it suddenly dawned on me that these people are all about the same age or hit the pros about at the same time. So, and I don't know why it hit me like sort of after Sadine, but then around, oh, I know what it was. Okay, so we were talking about secondary players for the last answer when we threw on Champ Bailey and I immediately was throwing out I like Daryl Green and Champ Bailey and and then Mark Marcus said something like without the theme it's really hard to narrow this down because he doesn't really pay attention to the Pro Bowl and I said oh wait a minute I can help you narrow it down what if this person is about this old and then I suddenly said oh wait a minute all these people were drafted in 1999 so that's what we checked in with one team is getting points because they had the theme that I had written down which is all these players were drafted in the same year which was 1999. I suggested early that they all wore face masks. <laughs> yeah. I was like, maybe Shmiko Gold's Claw broke her face or something. I don't Josh, know. Josh Hamilton with the face mask. Yeah. I was trying to figure out which character in the musical Hamilton was named Holt's Claw. <laughs> Not Shamika. There is that no, actually. No, that actually occurred to me. I went. <laughs> yeah. I was. I was going down the characters of Musical Hamilton. I was going there. I. I was right with you. <laughs> All right. To be fair, I sent that to Eid, and it took him a little a while to get that to that theme. So, at first, he he said rehab. Oh, I threw <laughs> that up too. I asked him if Shemika Holzgall had had some kind of drug issues, and he said she did. Marcus well, <laughs> she had anger issues. Didn't she get arrested for like beating the hell out of somebody's car? I don't know. I, I was so. just like, Rip Hamilton it seems like the most boringest man who's ever played professional <laughs> yeah, sports. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think he has a drug problem. Either that or he's Marvin Harrison, right? Where nobody found out what yeah. a psychopath he was until after he, <laughs> he retired. Yeah. Well, allegedly. Sorry, I should say allegedly. Oh, don't, don't harm me, Marvin, please. After the third quarter, we have the following scores. The Road Warriors have 435. Uh, they're starting to run away with it a little bit. Uh, high-risk golf shots has 305. But it's now time for the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. The categories for today are as follows. Question number one. Who's your daddy, which is going to be college basketball. Question number two, non-draft busts, which is going to be about the NFL draft. Question number three, a well-traveled man, which is going to be in Major League Baseball. And question number four, at least I can dunk, which, yes, will be basketball. I promise there are no hidden hockey questions. All right, it's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the question. Question one in the category of Hoosier Daddy. Prior to becoming a lottery pick, what Hoosier won the 2002 Big Ten Player of the Year Award, propelling his team on a Cinderella run to the national title game? I'm checking in. 
High risk all shots is checked in, which means Road Warriors, you guys can discuss. I think you're going to get a second pretty quick check in because I'm 90% sure this is Jared Jeffries. But Marcus, I'll let you verify. Does it sound like the right time frame? I mean, I know he was. It's the time frame for him, but you could have given me 27 guesses and I never would have been able to tell you with actual confidence where Jared Jeffries went to college. Oh, I can I tell just you know what? that's about, I just know that's about his time frame. Yeah. That makes sense. A hundred percent. He went to Indiana. I'm sure of that. So if okay. you know that's the time frame, then that's, then that's gotta be the answer. Okay. Okay. We'll check in with Jared Jeffries. For how many points? Uh, 30. All right. And I'll go over to uh, Trey. I think he was all over this one. What's your answer and wager, please? Yeah, it's 100% Jared Jeffries. I remember when A.J. Moye caused a jump ball on Carlos Boozer to beat Duke in the NCAA tournament, and it was definitely Jared Jeffries. For 75 points, both teams getting points. The correct answer is Jared Jeffries. I don't have much flavor text on Jared Jeffries because, well, it's Jared Jeffries. <laughs> uh, right. What a sad indictment of a guy's career. He was there for a long time. I mean, he's in the league for a while. Yeah, he did last. That's true. Speaking of guys that lasted, question two in the category of non-draft busts. Um, This is one of my two fourth quarter David questions that I'm pretty proud of. (laughs) And I'll just... Is this about about an Ivy League long snapper? Just so I'm walking out of this room right now. It's not about an Ivy League long snapper. Okay. Accident. (laughs) <laughs> and i apologize for it immediately. all right but this this one it does have you know it is a little wordy so it'll be in the chat non-draft bus we all criticized the Bengals. sorry trey for drafting kajana carter in 1995 and Achilles smith in 1999 two of the biggest busts of all time however in the three years between those picks the Bengals actually struck gold selecting three players within the first two rounds that ended up becoming pro bowlers each player spent at least five seasons as key contributors for the franchise. Name all three players. And I will actually help both teams here as well. Um, all three players were pro bowlers. Two of them were pro bowlers with the Bengals. One of them became a pro bowler afterwards. We can check in. High-risk golf shots is checked in. Pretty excited to hear the Road Warriors talk this one out. Okay. This was my request. I requested a certain wager on this question because it's the draft, which I love. And one thing I also love are questions that involve Washington Husky legends, because I believe one of these is Corey Dillon. Definitely agree with that one. And then the other one that I believe is in that time frame um, is Takeo Spikes. I think he's one. And then the last name we're throwing around, and I and and David and I are both having a really hard time locking down when he played. But the other one I think might be there is Willie Anderson. I mean, talk about somebody who just like quietly was very, very good because he was on such sorry, Trey, garbage teams. I've lived um, okay. God. <laughs> Well, so I mean, rude to our guests. No, 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 no. Oh, they're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's take it easy. Nobody, nobody talks about, and and nobody talks about the the Seahawks, the Super Bowl that they won because it was a blowout. All we see are the Steelers game and Malcolm Butler picking the ball off. Um. So the only thing I, the only, the only, I, I'm trying to go into the other piece of this, which is that Scott told us afterwards as a hint that. Two of them made the Pro Bowl with the Bengals. Is that what you said, Scott? And one of them did not. So right. I'm assuming the one that did not would be Spikes, right? Right. So the other I, two, I mean, 
Willie Anderson. I mean, Corey Dillon then, certainly did. Yeah, because then because I think then I think Spikes went to the Bills. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. After and maybe that's where he made his Pro Bowl. That I would make think. sense. That would make I, sense. All right. Do you, do you want to just go with those? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm deferring to you on NFL else. draft questions. Like so, so absolutely. I, I'm happy to go with those three. Okay, we are checking in with Corey Dillon, Takeo Spikes, and Willie Anderson for 100 points. Got it. All right. And over to high-risk golf shots for your answer and wager, please. Yeah, we had very similar discussion. Eric said Takeo Spikes. I said Corey Dillon, and then we kind of went back and forth, and I finally said Willie Anderson. So we also are checking in the same. Takeo Spikes, Corey Dillon, Willie Anderson. How many points? So 75. Both teams getting points. Very, very well done, gentlemen. Correct answers are Willie Anderson in 96, Corey Dillon in 97, Takeo Spikes in 1998. And Marcus, yeah, you're correct. Uh, Takeo Spikes made his Pro Bowl in Buffalo the year after he left Cincinnati. Hey, uh, Trey, it's just, you know, you always have to realize that when you're rooting for a team, you never take quarterbacks from Oregon. <laughs> there many it is. Franchi- many franchises have learned. Yeah. Ask the Titans how that goes, right? What about Joey Harrington? He turned out fine. What were you saying, Trey? Or Washington, for that matter. Yikes. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the Titans got bit by both the Oregon and the Washington thing. Yeah, that's that true. is very true. Yeah, Titans yeah. fans are like, screw both of you. <laughs> <laughs> to be, fair they, okay. to be fair, they got screwed by Texas too with Vince Young. So they, they yeah. 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 All right. On to question three. My second David Luck style question of the fourth quarter that I'm proud of in the category of a well traveled man. Also, again, because it's a David question, it's very wordy. So, what outfielder, drafted by the Reds in 1987, played for seven teams in 17 seasons, finishing his career with both 300 home runs and 300 steals? He hit 20 or more homers in a season for five different NL teams, hitting nearly two-thirds of them with the NL Central. He also won a World Series during the 2000s decade and set a division round record with 10 ribbies in 2005. For those of you listening to this, David has grasped his head with both hands, which means I am, I, I don't need to do anything because I feel like he's close. <laughs> <He's> a... <laughs> no, keep going. That's what <laughs> we, we really should add the, the David play-by-play every game because there's always a reaction that I wish people could see. The many faces of Lux. All right, we'll check in. Wow, David has come full circle, and his team has checked in first, which means that golf shots, you guys can talk it out. Yeah, um, I think we're also close. Yeah, I think so. I I like what you're saying there. 05 would have won the World Series. 05 would have been the Cardinals, um, which he would have been with the Cardinals. I believe he was with the Cardinals at that time. I think so. Um, Who? Or 04, maybe, or 05. They're building, uh, they're building suspense. He certainly didn't win it with the Royals. You good with Reggie Sanders? We're going to check in with Reggie Sanders for 75 points. Okay, and over to the Road Warriors for their answer and wager, please. Well, hold on, David. Once again, guys, sometimes you just got to be a good teammate. And when your partner's deep in thought, you don't type anything. You just sit here and you just watch. 
I didn't type anything. I barely thought about it. I was like, he's he's in there. He's grabbing his face on multi, on all over. It's you just gotta. It's like just gotta let him run. He was doing like if you ever played Mario sixty four, you know, at the beginning when you can stretch Mario's face. That's what David <laughs> was trying to do. Himself. <laughs> and he was visual. So we also checked in with Reggie Sanders, and it was not without some pain. Um, I was trying to remember actually what teams. I mean, obviously the Reds. I, I was trying to remember, honestly, because this guy bounced around so much. He played for the Reds for a long time, and then it was just like different team every year, uh, it seemed like. And I couldn't remember all of them, and I was trying to place where he hit 20 home runs. I think maybe he did it with the Braves. I think maybe he did it with the Giants. I know he did it, uh, obviously, he did it with the Reds. You know, I, I sort of I sort of ran out. That's what made me nervous. Something tells me he was with the Diamondbacks, but I, I, I honestly can't remember all five NL teams. But in any case, Reggie Sanders, we checked in for... 50 points. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess you could say that this person was a well-traveled man uh, because he played for a bunch of teams where he hit 20 home runs, including like the Pirates, the Padres. Uh, the correct answer is Reggie Sanders. So points for both teams. Um, yeah, that guy was, he like played everywhere. And I felt like he was one of the more underrated players of his generation because I mean, 300 homers and 300 steals, there's been less than 10 guys that, like, had that for a career. So that's that's really impressive for someone who doesn't get a lot of credit or recognition. So nice job. Um, he won his World Series with the D-backs, obviously, in, oh, in 01. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So 06 was the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it would have been that he was gone then the year that they won it. Yeah, yeah, he was and, gone. He was uh, right. back to Pittsburgh by then, I believe. You're right. There aren't many uh, many guys on the 300 300 career list, but both Bonzes, right? Both Barry and Bobby were on yeah. that list. Yeah, yeah. Most of the guys on the 300 300 played for the Pirates at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, Willie Mays is on that list. A Rod must be on that I, list. I still think Sid. Nate McCloud would have made it had his career lasted longer. Jason okay. Bay probably. Sid, <laughs> yeah, Sid Bream. Sid Bream. Uh, that guy was, I don't know about him with the steals. Sid, yeah. yeah, Sid Bream was not fleet of foot. <laughs> I mean, McCutcheon probably would have had a shot had he. How many sprint? Let's let's just think in the history of mankind. How many times has a guy named Sid won a won a foot race? Like, maybe maybe Sidney Rice at some point. Sid, uh, just single digits, especially guys that look yeah. like Sid Bream. <laughs> look like Luigi in real life. <laughs> That's fair. Question four in the category of at least I can dunk. What 2004 slam dunk champion played his college ball in the Pac-10 and played behind four other Pac-10 guards during his career? All right, we're going to check in. Okay, high-risk golf shots is checked in, which means for the last time, Hawk and Animal, talk it out. I need Paul Ellering to do some of my thinking at this point. (laughs) Yeah, you you pretty much exhausted yourself after the last one. Maybe you can come back and have a stupid tag team with Matt Hardy. Or how about Heidenreich? Or Heidenreich, yeah. Yeah. So. So I was just about to text Marcus, but I couldn't type fast enough that uh, I have a little bit of game theory here because I was mm. I what Let's I remember hear it. what I remember around that time is that there was an Indiana Pacer that won the Sam Dunk Championship that I remember because he's an Oregon Duck, and that would be Fred Jones. Fred Jones would have been with the Indiana Pacers at the time, but Marcus, can you help me with like around when he won the Slam Dunk Championship? Yeah. Yeah, it's right around there because you have Jason Richardson twice right around there. Desmond Mason won 
right around there. And then there were a couple of years where it was just like they were just throwing anybody that would agree to do it in there. <laughs> exactly. And so yeah, I I agree with you. So then Fred Jones, you're all right with that? Yeah. All right. We will check in with Fred Jones. Or we will check um, in with Jones and be safe. We'll check in with Jones. Uh, how many points? 30 points. I need to be more specific, please. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Jones. All right. And over to Trey. You seem to jump on this one pretty quickly. What do you have? Well, I didn't know by the Pac-12 I knew, or by Pac-10, that I knew because he was 2004 dunk champion from Indiana Pacers, and that would be Fred Jones. Well, David, that was good game theory, considering I had a Hoosiers question, a Bengals question, a Reds question. It was only natural that a Pacers question finished it off. Um, the Oregon thing is, you know, it is what it is. What are we supposed to just never ask questions about? <laughs> Oregon's got a lot of players around sports. Um, Stop asking David questions of things that he pays attention to. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, this dunk contest was like one of the lamest ever. And, like, no shade to Fred Jones, but, like, his dunks weren't even that good. But he won the contest. Worse, um, worse than the time Birdman took 750 tries to land that one dunk. All right, so the dunks in that one overall were better. But okay. the Birdman thing, yeah, obviously killed it. Um, <laughs> Ruined the dunk contest forever. So the correct answer is Fred Jones. And my last part of Flavor Text, and this is why I didn't get it on the first question, is Jones played on the 07-08 Knicks with Jared Jeffries. That's how you bookend a fourth quarter. <laughs> Mic drop. Well done. Mic drop. Well done. The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Finishing with a very respectable 605 is high-risk golf shots. And our winners and clipboard captains of the game with 685 points, who are taking home the coveted, sorry, Trey, Bruce Gradkowski Award, are Hawk and Animal, Marcus and David, the Road Warriors. Oh, what a that's pretty good actually that was very good i'm impressed um speaking of impressed tell me about my game guys great. <laughs> i love it, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, th I'll start over i'll throw it over to trey um it was great having you on um i think i speak for all of us when i say you're certainly welcome back anytime uh, thank you for having, and I, I mentioned this to the guys on the last recording, but thank you for having interesting fandom. Um, and what I mean is it's just not the ones we normally get, right? So many people, it's like Celtics or, you know, Patriots. And it's like we try to do wheelhouse and we find ourselves asking the same questions over and over again. I really like digging into the Bengals and the Pacers, like franchise histories, because it's just not something people do often. So I really appreciated that. Um, and, and the support, you saying that you busted out all these episodes in a small amount of time. We really appreciate the support and the listeners. And uh, yeah, you were definitely a, a lot of fun to have on. And go Bengals on Sunday. I appreciate you guys having me on. I, I had a blast. Uh, yeah, who day? Let's go. I need, I need a big win. I need, I need some uplifting spirits <laughs> in my sports <laughs> fandom, if you can't tell. All right. <laughs> I mean, you, you listed all the names. It's, it's, it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> he, he, did, he did drop Akili Smith and Kijana Carter in one question. I know. Yeah, I didn't even mention Jonathan Bender. I stayed away from that. But oh. <laughs> and then we traded, then we traded uh, the pick for Michael Jordan for Chuck Person. Yes, that too. Hey, hey, hey. I got a Chuck Person jersey hanging up in that closet right now. It, it, well, I, that makes, I still, 
One of the most amazing things we learned today is Chuck Person is way up the made field goals list <laughs> and not in the top 10 in scoring for the Pacers. That's insane. Actually, yeah, that is insane. Um, anyone, anything else before we wrap up here? Scott, it was a great game. Well written. A lot of fun. A lot of good range of, of dates. I mean, look, you asked the question all the way back to, what was it, 1958? Yeah. That's, that's impressive. And we got it without Doherty's help. I mean, that was... That was that was great. I mean, it was a lot of good questions, Scott. And it let you reminisce about uh, when you were in college. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, or, or there was even there was even reference to the 1942 NFL draft, which I remember listening on the radio to with my dad. So that was good stuff. Yeah. No. Thanks, Scott. No, it was really really well written. I'm I'm honored that you even called some of these some of your questions that were really really solid, and you actually called them David Lux questions. I I'm flattered because they they were really good, really good questions. I'm. Super impressed. Lots of fun. Um, Trey, thanks for coming on. It was great to play. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'm I sorry really that it. I I'm sorry that yeah. I lucked into that one question. I, I, oh. I, I that didn't yeah, make I a did, difference in the, the end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Marcus thought it was a band, so <laughs> it's true. <laughs> anyway, something today. Thanks all. It was a great, great game, guys. Everybody. Awesome. Yes, yep. Trey. Great to have you on. Uh, my gambling advice for the Super Bowl is I'm going to go Bengals with the points and then I'm going Jamar chase or excuse me, uh, Joe Mixon over on receptions. That's it. That's all I'm doing. I'm going to, that's a lie. I'm going to do other stuff, but I took took the money line back in uh, early January for the Bengals win the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's a good note. That's a true fan right there. Let's go. So when they win, I'm going to, I'm going to pour, I'm going to like stone cold some beers together for you, Trey. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> Eric did Eric did the same thing for the Rangers last year and that, that didn't work out too well for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Trey, I had a blast, man. Thanks for carrying me through. Uh you had yeah, I was just at the I was here watching you um pull off a bunch of these questions. So it was it was fun, man. I had a blast. I hope you can make it back on again and, and we'll we'll come back with a W next time. Absolutely. Love to. Just let me know when and where. I'll be there. Awesome. I don't think guys. That's great. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Well, with that, thank you for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you that great music you're listening to is by justin nozick thanks to him for producing that music for us you've been listening to the benchwarmers trivia podcast make sure to check us out on all of our social media we are at benchwarmers tp